Welcome to the Starch Solution Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Healthy Emmy. I am a nutritionist and the creator of the Slim on Starch program. If you want to lose weight on a plant-based diet, listen to this podcast. Also, bonus points, go and watch all of my YouTube videos, Healthy Emmy on YouTube. But if you're really serious about this, go to healthyemmy.org, apply to work with me as well as a mindset coach and a nutrition coach, and let's do this thing. Now, on to the podcast. There's a Winston Churchill quote that reads, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it is the courage to continue. If you've ever felt like, oh my goodness, am I ever going to figure this thing out when it comes to releasing weight, being at peace with food in my body, then this is the video for you. My Slim Starch client Darlene has been through immense hardship in her life. And these hardships, as she shared, caused her to turn to food as an emotional coping mechanism. While well, with that came weight gain. To try to get herself out of this cycle, she tried yo-yo dieting, which would result in feeling like a failure over and over again, and still sitting with the weight that she was trying to release. All the while trying to get through life when food was her coping mechanism. Not an easy way to live, in a way that I know many people do live, many people that are watching this video. Darlene's transformation in the Slimon Starch program is absolutely remarkable. It is inspiring. It is something that you can't look away from. I mean, look at these before and after photos. These are unbelievable. And it's proof that if she can do it, you can do it too. So if you have ever struggled with or are currently struggling with feeling like you are just failing over and over again, please watch this video in its entirety to prove that your past is not a life sentence. You absolutely can be successful in your journey to release weight or to just maintain and achieve overall health, wellness, and inner peace. Let's hear Darlene's story and the pieces of advice that she gives to anybody watching at the very end of the video. Click on the link in the down bar. Darlene, why don't we start from the beginning? Tell me, you know, your first memories around food and body image and where your story really starts. At nine, 10 years old, I got a little chunky. <laughs> Dad called me chunky. Just little jokes here and there I took very personally as a young person you know you have a big butt or I oh, gained some weight or it just seemed like every time I saw family there was a comment on my size if I got bigger or smaller and um, I definitely was a food sneak from a very young age I remember if there was candy in the house and I knew about it I would find it and sneak it <laughs> and um uh, I uh, hid food a lot, stole food, a, or, you know, snuck food a lot. And so then when I lost a son at two years old to cancer, then I definitely emotionally ate a lot. And yo-yo dieted through the years after that. So, And then with my parents um, having, my dad had a stroke, my mom had stents, my dad has stents in his heart. Then I got really panicky and I began to be afraid of food. So there's a lot that goes on with food. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing, you know, the, the note about how food became an emotional outlet for you. Can you speak to that a little bit more? What food manifested into as you went through some really difficult times in your world? It takes your brain out of the moment because when you've got a tub of Ben and Jerry's there, all you're thinking about at the moment anyway is that 
pleasure, which of course is very fading and temporary. So I guess that's why you continue to kind of binge and it would keep, I guess it kept me company because I did it a lot when I was alone mm -hmm. or either it was keeping me company or again, avoiding my feelings altogether because I was just thinking about food and eating this. It was usually sugar and salt, of course, <laughs> and sodas, terrible loneliness, uh, gave you kind of like company and then comfort. Mm -hmm. And pleasure when you're just sad and lonely feels good. <laughs> you don't realize it's not happiness. <laughs> yeah, it's the temporary relief from some really tumultuous mm -hmm. times. And um, mm -hmm. it, it, like you said, it can distract you. It can, for some people, it numbs them out. For some people, it gives mm -hmm. them something to live for. And it manifests into something so different than just nutritional nourishment. And it, um, it can serve as a bit of a distraction as well. Not only the engaging in the food, but the yo-yo dieting itself can be this distraction. And we can That's sort right. of, yeah, we can kid ourselves and we can think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm on this new diet, so I'm taking care of it. And we know <laughs> in the back of our minds that we're not going to really follow through with it. But that is what, that's a, a recurring pattern that I see with the clients that I talk to when they talk to me about their past. And it looks like unknowingly or knowingly, you may have been engaging that as well. You know, the yo-yo crash dieting was a form of distraction. It, that's true because then it, because still food is your entire focus just in a different way. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, with, <laughs> with coming into the SOS program, we do something really brave, which is I'm going to let go of this battle with food and I'm going to put this behind me. And for many people, that's, oh my goodness, well, now what do I do? If I'm not a dieter, if I don't struggle with this anymore, then now what? Which for right. you became an easy answer because you, you know, living in Costa Rica and now you're back in Florida, you had a lot going on and, you know, uh, you sent me those photos in your tennis white. So you're active and you're out and hiking in nature. So the answer became uh, pretty apparent for you. What did you try to get a hold of this? And when did it become apparent that your relationship with food was becoming problematic? And then I did magazine diets through the 80s. So of course, I discovered keto and I thought, oh, that's magic. Although I never did very well on that. And then it was last March and I thought, man, I'm getting older and I've got to get this under control so that I can grow old and be able to move and be happy. And I just stumbled on you on YouTube and um, thought, you just seem very nice, very sincere, really wanted to help people. And so I thought, okay, I'm giving this a try. And it really helped me stick to it and nail it down and I'm loving it. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that we did end up meeting because your before and afters are just spectacular. Uh, something I want to talk, yeah, something I want to talk a little bit about is when we first got started together and uh, something that you mentioned to me was you had a little bit of experience with whole food plant-based and uh, being successful on it, but the social situations were really difficult for you. And I think this was twofold. I think it was not only in a nutritional sense that you know sticking to the diet in social situations was difficult, but also something that we talked about was just your overall self-confidence in social situations was something that you were grappling oh, with. Sure. 
So I want to talk about both of those and how those changed. But first, walk me through what was going on before we met when you were determined to lock in your diet, you would get into a social situation, and then what would happen? Ah, uh, so my husband and the people that we hang around love to eat out at high-end places with fancy fattening food, you know, <laughs> and, um, and loves to drink wine and cocktails. So if I go in there and I'm determined and I don't have a cocktail or wine, then I typically can be stronger. Um, but a lot of times when I would go out with them, he would get stressed out if I would make special requests for the food and stuff. So I would just say, fine, whatever, give me a drink and I'll just <laughs> eat us. I would start out sometimes with salad trying to be good. And then it would just fall apart. Cause I don't know. It's when you, well, when you add alcohol to the pressure, it just makes it even worse. And I always ended up just going to the other extreme and it's so frustrating. So now food becomes less of the event finally for me Yay. and I just try to enjoy the company and listen to the conversations and try to keep the focus off the fact that I'm not ordering stuff you mm -hmm. know what I mean try to fly under the radar a little so it doesn't become a big issue with anyone yeah absolutely and those little tricks yeah those situations uh, before I start working with a client when the client is alone doing this, those situations first and foremost are, are major stress, but also I see that people get so lost in that one event that if they can't do it perfectly, like you said, you said, I went to the other extreme, you throw up your hands, you get a case of the efforts and you say, well, whatever, you know, I can't, clearly I can't do this with my social life and the right. way that I operate in my relationships. So whatever, I'm just going to order anything. And it's, mm -hmm. it's absolutely invaluable to have what you had in the program, which is to have the support of me and your coaches so that we can zoom the lens out look big picture, consider how many of these situations are you going to have over the course of the month and the year, and what, what would be appropriate for us so that you can stick to this in the long term. And it looks like you have been able to make little adjustments so that you can still go to these events, enjoy the people, enjoy the company, still eat while you're there, but not go to the other extreme because you're so overwhelmed and you just throw your hands up. You have plans now. You, you've harnessed that skill through our work together. The ability to zoom out, look at how mm. these events are sprinkled throughout your world mm. and decide the plan for each of them so that you don't get so overwhelmed with each singular event. And for other people out there, I would say, don't be afraid. I've taken an entire meal to a restaurant before and eaten it there. And the waitress like, oh, that looks good. Nobody gave me a hard time or said I couldn't do it. I take crispy chickpeas and salad dressing all the time because that's my go-to because you can get a salad anywhere and I just make it my own. I love a, um, a tahini based taco kind of salad dressing. That's my favorite. And then I'll take my spicy chickpeas. Voila, you have a taco salad. I love the energy that you just brought to that. That's what I do. And that is so different, Darlene, to when we first met. <laughs> 
when we first met, and I think sure. it's you feel so much more comfortable in your body now. Uh, but sure. when we first met in social situations, it wasn't even just around the food. This is tying back to the second thing that I wanted to talk about. Just social situations in general, engaging in conversation, uh, you were lacking confidence just talking in conversations because feeling in your body, you didn't feel quite right. Talk to me about what that looked like before you released this weight and gained this confidence. Gosh, that is so true. And it's funny you say that because Bob just told somebody yesterday, I've become a real chatty Cathy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true for a long time at situations with especially him and his colleagues and stuff. I would just sit and listen and try to be small and kind of out of the not noticed. And now I interrupt him probably more and try to get in with telling the stories. And I do have a lot more confidence. And it is funny. It, a lot of it is just because I'm more comfortable on my skin now. I feel better, have more energy. And I told this lady yesterday, I was at choir and I kind of dance a little. It's hard not to. And um, what she, oh, she was commenting about it. And I said, well, I told my husband, I just have to let the joy out. So I just feel so full sometimes that I'm going to burst if I don't dance or sing or something. Oh, I love that, darling, <laughs> because think about all you have been through. You have been through a lot. You've lost immediate family members before it was their time. You've lost a son. You've been through trials and tribulations with relationships. You've been through so much. And for you to say, I am so bursting with joy. I just want to dance. I just want to let it out. I find that so inspirational. It shows that our past is not a life sentence. And also, yeah, the, the trials and tribulations that you went through with food too, I want to talk a little bit about because I have many people that come to me and they say, Emmy, I've failed so many times before. I'm X years uh -huh. old. I, I, I'm never going to be able to do this. And you know what else they'll say, Darlene? They'll say, I see the testimonials on your YouTube channel. I see the people that are successful and it just seems so easy for them. And you're probably <laughs> laughing when you hear that. So tell yeah. me why those people are wrong. The people who think, you know, that you didn't have to deal with failure and that you didn't have trials and tribulations on this journey. Why are they oh, wrong? Shoot. I used to think that too. And because I've done so many diets, I never made it to my goal. I, I get it. You look at the people and you think they just, it was easy for them. That's why they did it. No, it's not easy for anyone, but if you stick with it, you get to feeling stronger and stronger step by step. And then you're just more and more in your power and you will succeed. Mm -hmm. I, or, I remember ordering stuff and it would come with oil on it and you're just, um, so there's those little things you're dealing with in restaurants and stuff along the way, or you just one day eat a candy bar or whatever. It's okay because what I learned with you and what I've finally been able to do is just get right back on. Mm -hmm. If I mess up, instead of the old me would be like, oh, I ate a cookie. I'm just going to have ice cream and cake and this day is shot, you know. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have chosen that. But I did over and I just move on and just get right back on track with the next meal. And because I feel so much better, number one, when I eat right, just my whole body feels better. But just keep trying. <laughs> yeah. There's a Winston Churchill quote, which is mm -hmm. success is not final. 
failure is not fatal. It's the courage to keep going that matters most. So you oh, got up true. and you kept going. And that's been the defining characteristic of your whole life, Darlene, is you mm -hmm. just keep going. You're the energizer <laughs> bunny. Sure. And that's the person who succeeds. It's, it's the person that keeps showing up. Um, and I think too, when you know we see other people that are successful, when you, people that are watching this video, they'll see you, Darlene, they'll see your before and afters and they'll say, I'm so envious. Why can't that be me? <laughs> I think that yeah. envy is a very powerful emotion because what mm -hmm. envy is, is it's just a sign that you can do it too. If somebody else has done something and you feel envious of it, that's because uh -huh. you can do it. You're just not doing it. So people are uh -huh. going to see her before and afters and they're going to say, so easy for her. How come she can do it? But I would flip that. And I would say, if Darlene can do it, you can do it too. You have been through so much and you, mm -hmm. you did it. Your before and afters are unbelievable. I'm sure you, you see those photos and you can't even believe them yourself. Exactly. I had for a long time, I, I will keep looking in the mirror and I go, okay, you are smaller. You're smaller. Because it takes a while for your brain to catch up with the image it's seeing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I do love it because like you said now, and maybe there was the fear of, okay, if I do succeed, then what? Like you said, because that's a focus. But look, now that I've learned all the, the primary foods, I have so many other things I love to do now. And I have the energy to do them that I really don't obsess about food anymore. Mm -hmm. I still, um, sugar still trigger. I still have to watch it. I can't just eat, um, like a really sweet chocolate pudding or something like that. Um, I have to be mindful because it can be still a trigger for me. Sweets. So mm -hmm. I just have to not overstimulate my brain. Well, that's part of being successful is understanding what your triggers are and setting those healthy boundaries with yourself knowing what foods mm -hmm. serve you and what foods don't. And I think mm -hmm. in the past, you, you, the journey has gone for you of not even realizing what, what is a trigger? What is an unhealthy relationship with food? That was where it started. You know, sure. food was, oh, that's my lover. Food is what gives me a break <laughs> from the real world. And now yeah. it's completely flipped on its script mm -hmm. so that mm -hmm. what it was in the past, Darlene, was food mm -hmm. was an escape from life. Food wasn't right. your problem. Life was your problem. You needed an escape oh, yeah. from life. Food was the solution, right? Now right. it's flipped. <laughs> exactly. It's a total trap, but it has flipped so that now food is a distraction from the beautiful life that you have in front of you. And your life didn't just become beautiful. You still have all of the difficulties that you've gone through, but you have worked so hard in this program, in your personal development journey to work through the mindset side of things so that you didn't need food as the escape. Right. Um, now you focused on your primary foods. You worked so hard in the SOS program to discover your primary foods and to focus on those and to release weight so that you can dance and hike and go be active. Yeah. So now food robs you from the beautiful life that you have. What a difference from where it started, Darlene. <laughs> food from True. was the escape from life, and now food is a distraction from the beautiful life that you have. Yeah, it's um. I definitely don't worry about it as much. And it sometimes it's almost even harder to think, okay, what am I going to eat? Because I just, 
I don't have cravings anymore like I used to. So I just, with and doubt, I usually make salad or soup because I love soup. So, and salad. But, um, and like you said, keep it simple. Is a lot of times if you get too complicated, you get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Like with big recipes and all of that, just simple things. So I would say your your main pieces of advice are going to be to keep it simple. If you mm-hmm. fall off, just get right back on. Yes. When going, when going to restaurants, you bring your own dressing, your own chickpeas, you throw it on a salad. <laughs> yep. What are, let's round it off with two other piece of, pieces of advice for the person who's listening to this that says... Mm-hmm. Everything that Darlene has gone through is similar to what I'm going through. Where do I, what do I do from here? What would you say to that person? What are two pieces of advice you would give? Um, I would definitely get the support because I not only do you, you get Emmy and app and information, but there's also the nutrition coach and the mindset coach there. All that support is so important because I tried to do it several times with no support because um, my husband doesn't need to do this in his mind. I mean, he's not overweight, so he doesn't need to do it for weight loss. He can do it for health, but he does eat like me when we're home. <laughs> so I didn't have that support, though. We didn't do it as a couple. So um, the support is hugely, I think, important and beneficial. Mm-hmm. But that's another advice I would give. Well, thank you for saying um, that. Yeah, it's helpful. Activities, I think. If you can find some group activities that you like. I know singular activities are good, but I think the group activities have really helped me mentally because it gives you a sense of community and a bigger sense of friendships. Yeah, because food was your companion. That was your relationship. It was your primary relationship. And so you've replaced that, you know, and that's uh, something that we do in the SOS program where there are the group calls and you can see the other people there, but also you're an active member of your community, which is fantastic. That is true. Yeah, the group calls, those were awesome. (laughs) Because it is nice to hear other people's questions and they think of things you didn't think of. So that is also very helpful, all the the group information. So, yeah, it's a great program, I think. And I would just be encouraging and say good luck to anyone that's thinking about this and give it a try. You won't be disappointed. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye. 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 If you made it to this point in the video, I want you to leave a comment that says, let's dance because Darlene loves to dance. She said she is so overjoyed by the way that her life is now that she can't help but dance when she's in the kitchen. If, if that's not living, then I don't know what is. I hope that I get to meet you soon in the Slim on Starch program. I love you and I'll see you in my next video.